0: My name is Benjamin Pace, and you're listening to the No Content Podcast. And if you happen to be a duck listening to this, you're in a safe space. Hey there, welcome to the No Content Podcast. My name is Benjamin Pace. I hope you're having a wonderful month of May so far. And uh, I'm a huge fan of the changes of the weather. I don't know about you, I I was somebody who had to deal with some allergies um, in in the month of March. And I'm I'm not saying that over my future because I do believe in the power of my words. And I, I don't want to confess that over myself. But... I will say that it it made it a little bit difficult <laughs> to to enjoy things as much as I wanted to in the beginning of spring. Uh, but praise God, I am coming to you this this morning um, allergy free and uh, man,'m I am believing for uh, for next March to be allergy free as well. that's that's where my faith is set, and I just want to say that publicly. So praise God, um, I, I said it. Um, today I want to talk about being light as a feather that is the title of today's podcast and I felt impressed uh, this week I had a few other things that I was gonna do and um, wanted to do and and I'll just be honest they weren't uh, coming together the way I'd, I'd wanted them to even just in this podcast I'd, I'd planned out a few things and you know whenever you're just trying to make something happen or just trying to force something to happen you kind of got to watch that um, especially if you're starting to get anxious about it or, like just trying to force it, because the truth is the Lord is never that way. Um, I was thinking about this today, you know, God is a gentle God. Um, I, th- I believe it's in Psalm 18 that David said, through your gentleness you have made me great. And the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. So we know that God is is gentle, and He He leads us gently. In, in Psalms it talks about that, I believe it's in chapter 32, that you know, don't be like a horse or a mule that makes it hard <laughs> to lead, you know, because God doesn't want to to be somebody who drives us or pushes us, and He won't do that. Uh, but He leads us, He nudges us, He guides us. And and the, the, the thing about being led by the Holy Spirit, this is just a side note, it, it's the art of yielding. It's the art of learning how to yield to Him. And, and the more we learn how to yield to Him, the more we will be led by His Spirit, because like I said, he won't force things on us. We have to yield ourselves to him. We have to submit ourselves to him. And he's very, he's very gentle about it. And so I said that to say that anytime we're trying to push something or force something or make something happen, we got to watch that because that's not how he is. That's not how he operates. So why would we, he want us to operate that way? Anyway, that was just a, a little something uh, in the beginning here. Um, but this came up in my heart to talk about uh, today and this week on, on the No Content Podcast um, about getting rid of care, <laughs> getting rid of care and worry and anxiety and, and being burdened all the time. And, and listen, this is one of those things that um, we live in a world where the very atmosphere is heavy, heavy. <laughs> And, and there's so much to be troubled about. There's so much to be worried about. There's so much to get burdened about. I mean, anywhere from from small things in your personal life, when it comes to, you know, your personal finances, your personal health, um, you know, family issues, family problems, you know, where are we going to eat for Mother's Day, things like that, you know, just just little things that try to come on you and get on you. <laughs> You know stuff like that, but then then you have stuff that's that's even bigger than that. That if you if you watch the news a lot or you feed on certain things, it's easy to get full of care and burdened and weighed down about everything that's happening in the world. And you know, I, I did a podcast a while back, a short podcast called "Ice Cream in the Apocalypse," and. Where I talked about how, you know, the Lord has helped me to get to a place where anytime I'm tempted to be burdened or worried or fearful, you know, just go get, a, go get an ice cream, you know, and just take a, take a breath. And that, that's kind of the, the vein we're going to be going on today, um, is living life light as a feather. And, and I believe that is the will of the Lord and what He would minister to the listener today. So anyway, we're going to start here in First Peter uh, chapter 5 and verse 5, and I'm not planning on going a super long time today. And it says this in uh, verse 5. It says, Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to the elder. Yes, all of you be subject one to the other and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So the resistance of the proud. (laughs) I mean, let me just ask you this. Have Have you ever tried to run underwater? Well, what happens when you run underwater? You encounter resistance. You're in an environment that is resistant. And so it's heavy. It's not easy. It's not light. It's hard to, to move, to run in that environment. Well, he just said that when you're in pride, when you're full of pride, that God is resisting you. So let me ask you a question if God is resisting you, (laughs) are things going to be light and easy? You say, well, Ben, you know, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's exactly what he said. But you know what else he said in that passage? He said, learn of me, for I am meek. Come on, learn of me, for I am meek. And, and, And this is just as much Bible as that, and it says that God resists the proud. Let me say it to you like this. The more pride you allow to dominate your life, you are creating a burdened environment. Oh, come on. That came right out of my heart. The more you allow pride to dominate your life, you will be creating and living in an environment that is heavy and burdensome because th- there's resistance there. There's something that's resisting. It's not, and now, now don't misunderstand me. I, I just did a whole podcast on persecution. We're not talking about the resistance of of the world or the resistance of men. No, but when God's resisting you, it's different. (laughs) It's everything you do is burdensome. And, and, And so when you have God's favor on your life, when you have God's grace in your life, it doesn't matter who else is resisting you. The Bible says, if God is for us, who can be against us? But listen, I've heard other people say this. I'll say it. If God is against you, who can be for you? <laughs> now, I'm not saying that God's against you. I'm not saying he doesn't love you. He's not for you. Of course he's for you. But he wants us to humble ourselves so that he can give his grace to us. Because the truth is, God has to resist pride. God can't underwrite pride. He has got to resist it. And any time we start to step over into the realm of pride, it's like trying to run underwater. It's like getting into this environment where things are resistant, heavy, hard, and we need to get back over into Humble humble Town, (laughs) Humbleville. Because in Humbleville, things are light and easy. There's the grace of God that is in that environment, in that border, that when we operate within that place of humility— His burden is easy. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And and we are operating, walking in the grace of God. And and it's helping us. It's empowering us. It's strengthening us. Now, there's a lot that could be said about some of these things. and um, You know, listen to the Word of the Lord today. Um, You know, there's a lot that could be unpacked with all these kind of things and and about, you know, following God. But today, I want to minister to you about... When you, when you humble yourself, when you live with humility, you can walk light as a feather. You can walk carefree. He goes on to say this, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Well, let me ask you this. What would it mean for him to exalt you? It says, humble yourself under his mighty hand. And what's going to exalt you? His hand. Let me ask you this. If his hand is exalting you, are you having to fight for it? Oh, come on. <laughs> We're getting revelation already. If his hand is exalting you, are you having to push for it? No, he's doing the heavy lifting. He's doing the caring. He's lifting you up with his mighty hand. So if I'm humbling myself and I'm casting, well, we'll see this in a second. I already said it. I may as well go ahead and say it. Verse 7, casting all your care upon him, for He cares upon, he cares about you. He cares for you. I like what uh, my friend Jeremy Pearson says. Uh, he doesn't just care for you. He cares for you. You understand what I mean by that? He does the caring for you. He's doing the heavy lifting, so we don't have to. So, so whenever I'm allowing God to do the exalting in my life, God to do the promoting in my life, God to um, do anything that I'm, I'm seeking for, believing for, that I believe is within His will— then if I'm allowing him to do his part, his, his part in the heavy lifting of that, I'm not going to be full of care. Because the truth is God's not requiring anything of me or you that we can't handle or that's a burden to us. That's what it means when it says in First John chapter 5, his commandments are not burdensome. He doesn't ask us to do things that he knows we can't do or that are too heavy for us. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. But the problem is a lot of times people try to lift things that are not their burden. <laughs> you know, uh, the Bible talks about bear, bearing, every man should bear his own burden. Well, God's not expecting you to lift something. That's, that's too heavy for you. Uh, but he does expect you to do what he calls you to do and to do what he tells you to do. And, and that is light and easy. But there are so many things out there that we tend to worry about. We tend to be full of care about that, quite frankly, we can't do anything about. (laughs) Like, seriously, like, there's like most of what people worry about are things they have no control over. Seriously. I mean, I mean, you think about it. Uh, Most of the things that people stress about, are concerned about on a regular basis, are things that they cannot do anything about. So we'll get into this later, but what's the point of worrying or caring about something that you can't do anything about anyway? Now, if you have power to do it, if you have power to change it, well, do it. And why would you need to worry about something that you have power to change? Just do what you need to do and change it. But if it's beyond you, if it's beyond your power, you're not, you're not affecting that in any positive way by worrying about it, by taking on the care of that. Uh, and so this is why he says, cast all your care upon me. Now like I said, we live in a world that the very environment of it is heavy. And there are so many opportunities to to become full of care, full of worry, full of anxiety and and to be frustrated and to be irritated with what other people are doing or not doing and to be angry or mad or worried or fearful about things that we can't control. And he said cast that. Cast it. Cast it onto me. Cast all of your care onto him, because he cares for you. Amen. Praise God. Now, uh, I'm going to go over to uh, Philippians chapter 4, and uh, I can't really talk about these things without going over to Philippians chapter 4, quite frankly. And uh, it says this in verse 6, "'Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God.'" Why would you make your requests made known unto God? That's you casting the care of that one to Him. You are giving that burden to Him. Now, the the another translation says, be anxious for nothing. Don't be full of anxiety. Don't be full of care. Now, when he says be careful for nothing, he's not talking about watching the road. <laughs> he's not talking about checking the weather uh, before you go somewhere. He's not talking about, you know, you um, know, uh, Watching out for deer. Some people would say, "Oh, I'm not care." Well, no. You, you, need, you need, the Bible says, "Be sober and be vigilant." In fact, right after uh, the verse we just read, he said, "Be sober and be vigilant." No, that's don't don't get into religion about that. He's talking about being anxious. He's talking about being worried and burdened down. He said, "Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication make your request made known to God." And all and the peace of God, excuse me, which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So here's the thing about that. The peace of God passes understanding. So if you have to understand before you can have peace, well, (laughs) that's not the peace of God. That, That may be emotional comfort. But the peace of God does not require understanding to be manifested. It requires faith. You don't have to understand everything. You don't have to know everything in order to have the peace of God because it will surpass, it will pass right by your understanding. In other words, the peace of God doesn't have to check in with your understanding before it can get to your heart. Oh, come on. Praise God. That just came right out. I'm going to say it again. The peace of God doesn't have to check in with your understanding before it can go to your heart. Okay, you can have peace in your heart, and questions in your head. <laughs> That's the truth. Praise God. It passes your understanding, but it's connected to something. It says it'll guard your heart, it'll guard your mind in Christ Jesus, but it's connected to what you allow yourself to think on. Now, now, if you think, oh, Ben, I've heard this stuff, you know, this is nothing new to me. Listen, uh, you need to hear it again. <laughs> Because we live in a world that's full of care and full of anxiety. You need to hear it again. I need to hear it again. It's not going to hurt you at all to hear these things again if you've heard them before, okay? He said, He said it'll guard your hearts and minds, but, but what's it connected to? Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there's any virtue and if there's any praise, think on these things. Now, he tells you what to think on, and he says, if you think on these things, the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. The peace of God will have access to you. Because here's the thing, so many times we we get something in our mind and we feel like I've got to resolve that. I've got to deal with that. I've got to just, you know, scratch that itch before I can move on, before I can have peace, before I can do anything. But, But he says, no, 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 just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Think on these things. Think on these things. Stop what you're doing. Take a deep breath and think on these things. You don't have to get the answer to that right now. Listen, you're not going to get any closer to the answer by being anxious about it. Stop what you're doing. Take a deep breath. Be anxious for nothing. Make your request made known to God and think on these things. And, And what does it say? Those things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace will be with you. Peace is going to come when you, shut, when you shut down the anxiety and start thinking on these things. Peace has access. Peace is going to come to your heart. What did Jesus say? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now that's something that you've got to do. You've got to let not, you've got to not allow your heart to be troubled. And how do you do it? You shut down the anxiety right in the middle and, and you think on these things and peace will come. Amen. Praise God. Now, I'm going to turn over to Psalm 55. You know, I'm going to say this while I'm turning over there. Um, God's will is for you to be completely free from anxiety. And uh, God, you know, God doesn't want you to just manage depression or manage anxiety, or manage a sickness or an illness. No, um, y- y- you watch commercials on TV about these things and you notice that they never tell you that these medications will cure this thing. They always say, oh, this accompanied with this will help me manage my depression. It'll help me manage my anxiety. It'll help me manage you know, uh, my COPD or whatever the case is. I'm just thinking the things that <laughs> come to my mind. Um, But, you know, the enemy is okay with you managing bondage. Uh Uh-oh. Now, I'm not putting any shame on you if you've dealt with something at all, but I want to encourage you, the Lord's will for you is to get free from that thing. See, the enemy doesn't mind lengthening the leash a little bit as long as you're still attached to his limitation because that means he gets to decide how far you can go. He'll lengthen your leash a little bit to make you have the illusion that you're free. But if you try to go to a certain point, all of a sudden that leash pulls tight and you can't go any farther. That's The enemy's okay with that. He's okay with you managing your depression. But God wants to set you free from that. Amen. Praise God. And I feel inspired to encourage you about that, listener. If there's anything, whether it's a physical sickness or an emotional sickness, whatever the case is, God wants to do that for you. Psalm 55 says give ear to my prayer O God and hide not yourself um, hide not yourself from my supplication. attend to me and hear me I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. Have you ever been there? Because of the voice of the enemy because of the oppression of the wicked you could also say there the pressure of the wicked. what is this pressure? For they cast iniquity upon me. I've talked about this before, but, you know, the world is always trying to cast its sin, its iniquity on you, get you to partake in what they're doing. Because if it can get you to partake in what they're doing, then it can prove that you're no different than me, and therefore I don't need to change. You understand? It says, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. And I want want to present this to you in this way, though. The world wants to cast their worry on you, their anxiety on you. Did you know that worry is a sin? Yes. (laughs) To yield to worry. I didn't say to feel worried or to be dealing with a care. But if you give yourself over to worry, you're violating the word, and you're violating what Jesus said. And that is a sin because you know better. If you know what the word has to say about it, he who knows to do good and does it not, to him it is sin. And the world wants to cast that on you. The world wants to push that on you. And the world will shame you for not being worried with them, for not being concerned with them. They they don't like that. It bothers them. But that's because they need to get free. And, And you can't help set them free if you look just like them. We need to get free from worry ourselves so we can help them get free from it, and they can come to the light. Praise God. It says, fearfulness and trembling are come upon me. You see this phrase, come upon me, come on me. And horror has overwhelmed me. And in the Hebrew there says, covered me. So it's just this picture of being overwhelmed, burdened, this stuff coming upon you. And I said in verse 6, oh, that I had wings like a dove. For then would I fly away and be at rest. <laughs> Have you ever been there? You ever felt like that? Just, just I want to go. I want to get away. You know, I, I, just, I just need to get out of here. You know, and just because the care and the burden and the things that try to come on you in daily life, it can make you feel like I just want to escape. I just want to leave. But watch what he says. He says, then when I wander off and remain in the wilderness, I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Uh, Down in about verse uh, 18, though, he says this, He has delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abides of old, because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. He has put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He has broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. Now he's, he's switching subjects here. Now he's talking about an enemy. The subject now is an enemy of God. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. So you got you to watch about words that sound right, but bring burdens <laughs> on you. Things that sound right, but it's bringing something against you. It's bringing something on you. It's adding a burden to you that was not there before. And it's it's not helping you. It's not building you up. And you got to be careful about saying things that it sounds good. Maybe it sounds right. But it's adding something that shouldn't be there. It's adding a burden. It's adding a weight. I'm thinking about in the book of Acts when he, he told a certain church, he said, Hey, tell them to do this, this, and this and I will add no greater burden on you than this. See, just because something needs to be said doesn't necessarily mean that they need to hear it right now or they need to hear it from you. The Lord knows what people need to hear right now. Now, there's a whole thing I could get into with that, and I won't, but that's just I'll just touch on that. But verse 22, this is what I want to get to. He says, Cast your burden upon the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be moved. He said, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. So being sustained has everything to do with me casting this burden on the Lord, casting what's burdening me down on him. Why? Because a burden is going to try to drag me down. It's going to try to pull me down. It's going to try to get me away from God's plan. It's going to weigh me down, load me down. Listen, if you have a ship and it's sinking. What do, what do people do? They throw the cargo over. Why? Because if they don't, if they don't lighten the ship, <laughs> it's going to go under. And he's like, hey, the Lord will sustain you, but you've got to cast your burdens onto him. You've got to cast your burdens onto him. Praise God. And, you know, we can get so used to being burdened and weighed down that we don't even realize the care that has come on us. We don't even realize the, the worry and the anxiety that has tried to get on us. And to influence our decisions, to influence our words, to, to influence our daily routine, we can get so used to being full of care and so used to being burned down that we don't even know what it's like to just be light and easy, <laughs> And, and sometimes you say, well, hey, you just need to cast the care of that onto the Lord. And people are like, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not, you know, I'm not full of care. I'm not this and that. But you, you know better than that because, you know, you can see it. You can see it on somebody when they're burdened, when they're weighed down. They're not light. They're not full of joy. They're not enjoying life. They're burdened they're way down. They may not realize it because they've gotten so used to it. They've gotten so used to that burden. But we're supposed to live light. <laughs> we're supposed to live free. We're supposed to enjoy our salvation. I heard my my spiritual father brother Keith Moore say this that you know there are people who you know walk around sad and depressed because not everybody is going to heaven. Now now we should have a burden for the lost in the sense of a burden to fulfill the great commission and go after the lost and to do whatever it takes for their sake. Yes, absolutely. And that's a part of what you're called to do and anointed to do. And that's what he called you to do. But again, what did Jesus say? He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if his yoke and his burden is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. It's a light and easy yoke. Because here's the thing. It's not on me whether or not everybody goes to heaven or not. I want everybody to go to heaven. Of course, why wouldn't you? But that's not all in my control. I'm told to preach the gospel I'm told to intercede That's my part, I can do that But listen, if I'm going to get weighed down And burdened and sad And just because of things I can't control No, no, that's not right um, I, I, I need to do everything That the Lord has called me to do I want to be a witness everywhere I go If the Lord leads me to get up In the middle of the night And intercede for a lost soul Yes, yes Please, absolutely. But whenever I've, I've done what the Lord's told me to do, I cast the care of it onto Him, and I enjoy my salvation. Come on, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm not the Savior. I'm a disciple <laughs> of the Savior, and I'm a servant of the Savior. And as long as I'm doing what He's told me to do, as long as I'm doing my part and my place, I'm not going to live burdened about it. Uh, yes, I, ha- I have a burden for the lost. Yes, I have a desire to see people saved and, and and set free. Yes, absolutely. But the moment I get over into thinking that it's all on me and I get burdened about it, no, I'm I'm getting off. I'm getting off. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's all I'll say about that right now. But I want to I want to minister this to you in just a few minutes I have left here. Um I I want to I want to encourage you to do this. Just where you are, um take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Just just with me right now. Come on. In- inhale, exhale. One more, one more, one more. And I want you to say this with me. Everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. Say this with me. All is well. All is well. Say this with me. It is well with my soul. And and one last thing here. Say this with me. Things are going well for me. Now, when you say those things... When you say everything's going to be all right, how much resistance do you immediately get in your mind when you say a thing like that? Come on, listen to me. How much resistance comes against you? How many thoughts are coming to your mind? Well, what about this? What about this? What about that? What about that? What about that? Huh, huh. Silence it. Come on. (laughs) Everything is going to be all right. I've got nothing to worry about. I've got nothing to be afraid of. Well, what about, what about that physical problem you've been dealing with? Hey, 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 everything's going to be all right. Well, what about that thing that's due next month and those finances that I need? Hey, 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 everything's going to be all right. All is well. It is well with my soul. Things are going well for me. Well, what about my family member who's still not saved and, 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 and it doesn't seem like they're changing? Hey, 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 whoa, whoa. All is well. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Praise God. Take a deep breath. Come on, and, and, and I, I double dog dare you to enjoy your salvation today. Take a deep breath. I almost called this podcast "Take a Deep Breath." <laughs> Praise God. People are getting free. Second Corinthians eleven. I'm almost done. Got a couple more scriptures, and then I'll be out. I'll be out of here. Second Corinthians eleven. Y- you feel a little bit lighter. When you do that, when you just take a deep breath and, and you say that, you feel just a little bit lighter when you just stop everything else. Because a lot of times, like I said, you get so used to being full of care, being worried about this thing, about that thing, that it's just hard. It's hard to know when we're full of care until you get it off you. And you're like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is what life can be like. Praise God. And, you know, I've heard this said before, you know, um, people who have had experiences that that have gone to heaven, whether you believe that or not, well, as for now, let's just humor me. Um, people who have had experiences going to heaven, that it, they were marked by how light the atmosphere was in heaven. That that was the thing about heaven that that stood out the most to them is how light the atmosphere was. There was no heaviness. There was no pain. There was no sorrow. There was no worry of any kind. It was just a, a worry-free, burden-free environment. The very air that you breathe is burden-free. Come on, doesn't that sound nice? And we know that the more we, we manifest the presence of God on the earth, the environment of heaven manifests itself. And that's what it means to experience days of heaven on earth, is, is the environment of heaven on earth. And it's a light and easy and burden-free environment. And that's God's will. He said he wants his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it's God's will for us to be burden-free. But you know, everybody deals with this. Everybody deals with cares. Everybody deals with worries. Everybody deals with anxieties that try to, what we read in Psalm 55, come upon them. Come upon them. And you got to ask yourself, what's coming upon me right now? (laughs) What's trying to come upon me this week that wasn't there before? What's trying to come upon me? Is it a temptation or a sin that's trying to come upon me? Is it worry and fear about my finances? Is it feeling a symptom in my body and starting to worry and be afraid that it's something bad or something like that? What is trying to come upon me? Watch what Paul said here. He said, he's talking about all the things he'd been through. He's talking about all the the trials he'd experienced. And he's talking about, you know, in weariness and painfulness and watchings often and hunger and thirst and fastings often and cold and nakedness. Besides those things that are without, somebody say without, that which comes upon me daily, the care of all the churches. This is something that Paul dealt with on a regular basis was the care of the churches. And and so I want to point this out particularly for people who are called either to ministry, called to pastor, or called to leadership of any kind, Um, whether it's in business or at your job, at work, or or even the head of a household. Um, It's so easy for the cares of other people to come upon you and the cares of of people that you care about, that you love, to come upon you. And this can be a test sometimes when things are going on with other people and you can't control it. You don't have the natural ability or resources to just fix it. And it's so easy to worry. (laughs) It's so easy to be burdened and weighed down by that, to be full of care by that. But listen, we're about to read it in just a second. Jesus said, how can you add anything to your life by worrying? We've got to learn to cast the care of these things onto the Lord and to know that, hey, listen, I have a responsibility and I want to do that responsibility. But anything beyond that, if I'm getting into the care of it, I'm getting into pride. And where there's pride, there's resistance. There's no anointing to carry a burden that God didn't give you to carry. I like what Brother Kenneth Hagan said. He was he was a pastor of a church back in in the younger days of his ministry, and he learned this principle about casting your care unto the Lord. And he told the congregation, he said, if the if the deacon board <laughs> gets in a fist fight on the front lawn, don't even wake me up. Just just let them fight it out, and we'll we'll get them prayed through, and they can confess their sin later on. He said, if the church catches fire, you don't even wake me up. Don't even tell me about it. Just let it burn to the ground, and we'll, we'll build us a new one. Now, he was speaking humorously, and I'm sure that there are, are many cases in which something was happening. Yes, you need to be engaged and involved. Hear the humor in that. Don't, don't take it beyond where it needs to be. The point of that is he knew what his assignment was, <laughs> and he knew what it was not. Now, yes, we are told to watch and pray. We are told... Uh, to be sober and vigilant, but we're not supposed to take on the care of anything that's beyond what God has anointed us and called us to do as leaders, as parents, as pastors, or just as people. You have to know your assignment. You have to know what you're called to and, and not to get into the pride of trying to take on the care of what you can't control. Let me read to you a little bit in Matthew 6 right before we close here. You've heard it before, but it won't hurt you to hear it again. He said, uh, Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Verse 27. And why do you take thought for clothes? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought. Somebody say, take no thought. Now listen, Jesus said this, and I don't care how many times you heard this preached. Do you believe it? (laughs) It's one thing to say it, but do you believe it? Come on. Take no thought. Take no anxious thought saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? And you know he's not talking about making a budget for the month. He's not talking about, you know, making plans. He's talking about being anxious about tomorrow. He, he said, If God so clothes the field uh, and the grass, and which today is, tomorrow is, is not, uh, how much more will he clothe you, you, you of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. And the Gentiles are full of care and worry, by the way. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So he said, Seek first the kingdom of God, and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. In other words, know what your assignment is. (laughs) How do I seek first the kingdom? I do what I'm anointed to do. I do what I'm called to do, and I focus on that. And I don't get burdened and weighed down with anything beyond that because His yoke is easy and His burden is light. His commandments are not burdensome. And, and a lot of people say, oh, we're just so burdened and so weighed down with, with the kingdom of God. We're just so burdened and weighed down with all these cares of what we're called to do. Uh-uh, that's not true. If you're doing what you, he, he's called you to do, listen, there is an anointing to do it. Even if in the natural, it would be hard on your flesh. What did Paul say? I labor more than you all, yet not I, but the grace that works in me. Now, somebody may look at what you're doing from the outside and saying, that looks impossible. Not if you're doing it in the grace of God. (laughs) Not if you're walking in that grace and that anointing to do what you're called to do. Because he's doing the heavy lifting. Listen, the humble get the grace, and the grace does the heavy lifting. That's why his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But if you get over into doing things in the flesh that he didn't tell you to do, being worried about things that he didn't tell you to worry about, you will get weighed down. You will get burdened out. Listen, you got to know. You got to know what what am I called to carry? Because that's light. It's easy. It's light as a feather. Praise God. And God is not requiring me to sacrifice my peace to do anything for the kingdom. Praise God. Now, there are a lot of things that God has called you to sacrifice, but your peace is not one of them because the fruit of the Spirit is peace. Last verse, and we'll close with this. Psalm 131, David said this, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor are my eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself, or another translation says concern myself, In great matters or in things too high for me. Oh, come on. Praise God. I can sense the anointing of becoming burden-free. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just pray for everybody under the sound of my voice right now. Be free from that burden. Be free from that weight. In Jesus' name, cast that off. Shed that off. He didn't call you to carry that. He said lay aside every weight and, and the sin which so easily ensnares you. Lay it aside. You can't change that anyway. The Lord is faithful. The Lord cares for you. Praise God. I sense the anointing on that. Verse 2 says, Surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. I want to leave you with this. When the Bible says that he cares for you, listen, there are no better hands for your family, (laughs) for your finances, for your marriage, for your health to be in than the hands of Jesus. And you understand I'm not talking about you neglecting your responsibility. But if it's beyond your control, if it's too great for you, if it's too high for you, listen, baby, cast your burden unto the Lord. His hands are much more capable than your hands. His hands are mighty. And he said, if you humble yourself under those mighty hands, those mighty hands will lift you up. Those mighty hands will add all these things to you. Those mighty hands will work for you, will work on your behalf. Isaiah tells us, I believe it's Isaiah, no eye has seen, no ear has heard the things that God has prepared for those who love him. He says he works for those who wait on him, one translation says prepared, works. He, he does things for those who wait on Him. It's not being passive. It's not being lazy. It's just knowing what you're called to do and what you're not called to do. And everything that He has not assigned to you, maybe cast the care of it onto Him because He cares for you and He will sustain you. And He will sustain and keep that which you have committed unto Him. That's what Paul tells us in 2 Timothy. He keeps that which we commit unto Him. Praise God. Well, I hope this ministered to you today. I hope the Lord ministered the freedom and the peace that comes with casting your care unto Him. And just want to encourage you to enjoy the month of May and, and to know that God is for you. God loves you, and He is your provider. And if you seek first the kingdom of God, He's going to take care of every other thing that you have going on. Amen. Praise God. All right. Well, hey, this has been the No Content Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this today, and I'll talk to you the next time you click play. Thanks again for listening to the No Content Podcast. Remember that Jesus loves you. He loves everyone else. And please don't forget to feed the ducks.